Welcome, Welcome to the No, no Kidding, Kidding podcast. podcast. I'm Lisa. I am the brunette half of this podcast. And I'm Andrew, the blonde half of this podcast. <laughs> that would be so weird if you're a blonde. I was actually considering changing my hair color, oddly uh, enough. I've never just done that. Just for this intro? <laughs> yeah, just to, to have like a point of conversation at the very beginning of this podcast every time <laughs> at the very beginning of this audio only podcast <laughs> drastic lifestyle change just for this um but i've never dyed my hair ever and mm-hmm. um i've never done anything to it actually but um i was following somebody who was a brunette who could, well actually she's got like straight black hair like dark hair like lurvin's hair very dark and she okay. went from that to being like a light redhead, like overnight. And wow. it was very shocking, but it looked really good. And I was, uh, so then I was saying, oh my gosh, like, well, here's the thing. Because when you have dark hair and you're brunette, you're always told that you can't really change your hair color without, um, major surgery basically like you have (laughs) to bleach it you have to do all this damage to it it's very difficult yeah and then it takes um like upkeep like crazy upkeep where you have to go back once a month and like way too high maintenance for me i'm so low because the dark roots yeah they're so obvious so now i think like it's evolved to the point where they've rectified this because everybody wants to get like a change or whatever and it's science so, prevails yeah so they've they've i think part of it is they leave the roots your natural hair color somehow but they blend it out to where it looks naturally another color anyway and then i also follow another girl Ombre? kind of yeah but not obviously like not super obvious okay i don't know so it, it doesn't look like it's meant to be um like changing colors and stuff Anyway, and I follow this other girl who was very brunette. Well, more like my brunette, where it's very kind of a mix between, um, it's kind of a light brunette. There's some, anyway. And she went A light dark. Yeah, like a light, lighter dark. And she went blonde, and it, same thing. Like, they kept her roots darker, but they kind of faded it into blonde, but it was very naturally looking. And that looked really nice, too. But I'm too worried about doing this, because... I just, like I said, I'm very low maintenance and um, I don't necessarily want to damage my hair at all. And here's another big issue. I don't know if I have some medical condition or if I'm just getting old, but I am losing hair at a, at a drastic amount. I mean, a drastic oh rate. Like, I feel like I am going bald almost. Are you going bald? I could be. I could Are you going to look like it's George Costanza? I mean, oh God, I hope not. That's that's terrible. That's quite that's terrifying to think of. But I mean, if it happens, that's I, I'll just have to uh, live with it. So uh, anyway, but wow, I don't know what to do. Like I have a doctor's appointment because I I'm like something's either seriously wrong with my vitamins. Yeah, I was thinking like maybe a vitamin or, deficiency. Or yeah, something. because I do have a stomach condition, which is kind of like autoimmune, where they it's. It, I mean, technically it is considered an autoimmune. So my my intestines sometimes will get so inflamed that they do not absorb nutrients correctly. And so I do get deficiencies. 
but it's hard to know when that's happening unless I'm tested regularly. Um, and I have been having a lot of stomach problems coming up again. So I'm thinking maybe that's what's happening. Maybe I'm just like deficient and I need, so anyways, I'm going to try to get my blood tested and see because I'm getting a little bit worried. My hair used to be so thick, like super thick to the point where I couldn't wear curls in my hair because they would fall out within five minutes and I could wrap, I could barely wrap my whole hand around my hair, like my, the ponytail or something because it was so thick. Now I could wrap not only my hand around it, but I could roll it up really small and they're still not completely grab all my, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just becoming more compact. Maybe compact? it's advancing a technology. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe. For your convenience. Maybe. You're evolving, Lisa. Maybe I'm evolving. Maybe that's the problem. I'm just I'm too uh, technologically advanced as an AI. You're a superior being. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. I'm superior. <laughs> it's a wrong way to look at it, but it's a good way. <laughs> oh, my scare just, my scare, my chair just scared me because. I mean, I think it was my chair. I hope it was my chair. Okay, let's talk ghost stories. I mean, it's getting okay. close. To... <laughs> Spooky. Okay, so what just happened was I was leaning in my chair, but my chair is locked. So it doesn't, rec- it's not reclining, but I just moved a little bit and the whole back of my chair like pushed forward like somebody had pushed me. You know, like somebody walks behind your chair and pushes it. That kind of feeling. Ooh. I know, but... It wasn't. My chair just had like a little bit of a give, but it reminded me of this. Or maybe it's a ghost. It could. I don't know. Maybe. I'm turning my light on real quick because I'm sitting in the park <laughs> right now. Click. <laughs> but okay. It's too autumn out right now. It too autumn out. Not here in Florida. Yeah, I don't think so. That's that's the spookiest time. True. As soon as the leaves turn orange, which in Florida. Oh, I is wish never. that it would. It does but... turn. That's not true. There are leaves that change color here. That That's is, true. That is a um, myth that it doesn't happen in Florida because it does. It just happens to like, you know, less than 1% of trees. That's all. So it's less noticeable, <laughs> <laughs> but it does happen. Every now and then you spot one. Yeah. Um, certain trees that we have here. Because in my neighborhood, we, there are, I think people purposely planted like those kinds of trees here because we have trees that ha- have yellow fallen leaves and red leaves that are falling. So... The North is slowly invading Florida. I know. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. Well, I mean, uh, what is a palm tree? That's not even a tree. Get over yourself. It's true. And palm trees. It has like two leaves. Palm trees get, palm trees die and they turn brown. They're not pretty. Like yeah, yellow it's annoying. and red. But... Like they're big palm fronds just like land in your yard. You're like, <laughs> this is like a branch. And it's actually of. quite painful if you ever step on one because... You know, that's dim. Yeah, that's dim when you, if you step on that, ouch. It's like a saw. It is. You could probably use it as a saw in a pinch. We've been watching some, like, clips of Survivor Man. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting. I mean, we used to watch it a long time, like, when it was out and stuff, but I haven't seen it in a long time. And it's a good refresher of Survivor skills. I mean, Les Stroud, he's... Oh, yeah? So if, like, I strained you out in the middle of the woods? I don't know if I'd be good, but I think that I'd be better than I would be if I hadn't watched it. (laughs) My problem is retention. So I'm going to be sitting there thinking like, oh my gosh, what would he do? 
and I'm not going to remember and it's going to be the worst feeling in the world. Knowing that I knew it at some point in my life, but now I don't know it and I need it. That's the worst. That's or like, at least it's cold. It's dark. You just woke up in the woods. Mm-hmm. It's getting dark. It's like dusk. Yeah. What are you going to do? Oh, it's getting dark. Um, yeah. Well, if it's getting dark and I don't have shelter, that's my first immediate thing. Actually, the very first thing that you have to do is make sure you're dry. So if you woke up and you're wet, you have to come strip to be completely naked and dry out your clothes. Find some shelter. How are you going to dry out your clothes, though? Uh, well, you have to find shelter and put it under there. So if it's raining or whatever. But you don't have shelter, like you said. Well, true. But you put it under some... I don't know. Fine. Build shelter first. But you're really not supposed to, like, you know, move around when you're wet, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, but I guess whatever. Let's build a shelter first. We're wet. It's fine. Um, <laughs> then you take your clothes off and you um, you hang them up to dry. And you can try to build a fire, but... Sometimes that can it takes be a long time to build a fire unless you got some exactly. kind of accoutrements. So you don't necessarily need a fire the first night unless it's like really cold. It depends on where we are. I mean, are we in the Arctic or I mean, I don't know. But um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. And then you just sleep and then you wake up the next morning and you do all the other things that you got to oh, do. Okay. Well, everybody <laughs> like, out there, <laughs> you now know how to survive in the woods. Here's the thing. The, the most important things that he always teaches – Stay dry. Um, you have to find, uh, you know, a direction to head. So if you hear running water, go towards that. If you hear, you know, any kind of like repetitive noises, um, what else? Always, you know, you want to try to catch it. Catch what? The running water. We don't catch it. You just move towards it. Okay. But see, this is what I don't remember. If you go. I mean, I'm pretty sure you go downstream. You just follow it down so that eventually you end up at some body of water and then you can, you're more likely to be near civilization. But uh, I can't 100% say that it's true. So I think that's true though. I don't remember if you go upstream or downstream, but I would think you would go downstream because you don't want to go upstream because that's like you're usually climbing a mountain and you don't want to be higher. You want to be lower, I would think, right? That just makes logical sense. I don't know if that's of true. Of course. You always want to be lower. Yeah. And then you want but to try... But then they always say that uh, you have the advantage when you're up higher. Oh, so you can see more? Or like if you have cell reception and stuff? I don't know. Um, and then you also want to build something um, for like getting water, like help, like rainwater or uh, precipitation water or... Or like a crystal flute, if you will. Of, but it's called like a stel like a stone or there's like where you put Perhaps craft yourself a coffee mug kind of but not well yeah uh basically you built you you get like something to hold plants and stuff and then you put plastic on top of it and you make it so that there's like a lower part and a higher part and then the water from the plants drains into the lower part and that part you can drink I forget what it's called. It's called like a stelm or a something like that. That uh, sounds delicious. <laughs> it's not good, but I mean. Have you ever played the raft? Is it a game? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. You uh, wake up on a floating piece of wood in the middle of a bunch of wreckage floating in the middle of the ocean. 
and you have to survive and you have to build up you like have a hook and you throw it out into the water to like uh grab debris and stuff and reel it in and then you can like use that to craft different things build up your raft make it bigger and bigger and build different things like um those water uh vapor catcher things and oh purify water and uh make fishing rods and cook fish and all sorts of stuff Oh, okay. Well, that's smart. That's actually the last one that we watched was when he was stranded on the ocean in a raft. That was pretty terrifying. And he even admitted that that was the worst one that he's ever done. What do you do? Uh, I mean, what, is it, what did he do? Because oh. normally I assume he, he is expected to, he expects uh, some earth to be providing for him. Exactly. Like it's kind of his uh, wheelhouse is knowing that. So... It was challenging. He had a couple of things. Like, obviously, because he's a survival guy, he knows to just, you know, just in case something happens, you got to have a survival kit. So he had the survival kit, which helped. Uh, but, and he also had a raft, obviously. So his, when his boat went down, he had a raft. He had two rafts, actually. But technically, one was for his, his um, camera equipment and so that he could document it and whatever. And then the other raft was for him to survive. However, the raft that was for him to survive was crap. So he nice. switched back and forth between the two. Like he would jump, like crawl into the other one. He slept in the in the dinghy basically for his camera equipment. He slept in that. And then the, during the day, he was in his actual raft because his actual raft had shelter. Um. So, number one tip, you need shelter if you're going to be stuck on the ocean, obviously. Nah, just uh, get a nice tan. Eh, I mean, you could die, but you do you. <laughs> um, I could die just walking outside in the sun. You could, yeah, in, in like 30 years or something. <laughs> that melanoma really sneaks up on you. Uh-huh, sure. So, yeah, so cover up. Oh, another thing, stay dry. So, like, when he... Okay, so his boat's going down. He popped his string. Basically, the the end. He basically said, "You're going to die if you get stra- stranded and your boat goes down. You're probably going to die because goodbye. here's the thing: when he went to pop open his survival raft, uh, he couldn't do it hardly by himself because it took <laughs> a lot of strength. He said, if you were already in the water and you weren't on a higher surface like the boat as it's going down you basically won't have the strength to pop it open and so now you're just hanging on to this floating box which you could do but probably not for the length of time that he was out there he was out there for a week um i mean just put your feet on and push right while holding the cable i guess but i don't know he seemed to think that was it was really really hard especially if you didn't have much strength it depends i guess on the person but i'm thinking i wouldn't be able to do it i was i was just being selfish and thinking about myself and thinking of course um my upper body strength is as we've said before i'm sure just non-existent so anyway um so he did that and then when it opened it opened upside down so Uh-oh. all of his survival stuff that was in it um, got wet, but and so some of it stopped, didn't work. Like his flashlight didn't work, and a couple other things were ruined. But wait, so it was like compressed in a box full of his survival gear. Like the sur- like it-, it came with the kit. Like the kit was the raft. 
and inside the raft, I guess, like, stuffed inside was all of these things to survive if you were left in the water, like, if you had to survive on this uh, raft. And it wasn't, like, secured to the raft itself in any way? exactly. And he's like, and it it wasn't in waterproof packaging or anything, so it was like... Yeah. That sounds like you just got to buy a better wrap. <laughs> yeah. Well, they got to put that company on blast. Right. And then also it got an air leak and a water leak. So he had to deal with that the whole time. But it did come with a pump. So basically like every couple hours he had to pump it, you know, with air to keep it. Oh my God. Yeah. It was kind of a pain. Was this like $30 off Amazon? <laughs> I don't know. He, the first one that he got was a dud but they do have um expiration dates on them and the one that he originally got i think he got it on ebay or somewhere um it was like six months past its expiration date so they tested it before they took it and it turned out to be a dud so they got this one which also turned out to be a dud so well i mean he it survived okay so it's not like it was a total <laughs> loss but he was just constantly having to sounds like it survived through sheer will yeah exactly it was just one extra thing he had to deal with but he had to constantly shovel water out of the raft and then pump it up with it and it was a hand pump so you know he's gonna pump it with his hand which you know i guess it gives you something to do while you're out there <laughs> um <laughs> He's sitting there pumping it <laughs> in the hot sun. And he's like, well, at least I have something to do. Right. So, but he didn't have any food and he didn't have any water. So. What do you mean? <laughs> what? He's surrounded in water. That's the whole problem. No, but he didn't have any drinking water. You can't drink the ocean. Survival well, tip that's a, number one. That's a matter of conviction. No, you can. Like you would die if you drink salt water. So it sounds like you can. Well, that's true. If you really want to end it quickly. I mean. <laughs> It just dehydrates you even more. So it doesn't do what you want it to do. It doesn't, you know, hydrate you. I like salt. Well, sure. I mean, people <laughs> like salt, but that doesn't really mean... I'm sure there's some nutritional value, but it's really, it's really just not good for you. So luckily, though... Seawater soup? Yeah. Anyway, yeah? Yeah. That Sounds can, good. Yeah. I can, I, at that it's, point, probably if you're starving, you're probably like... Probably, it's probably a little umami or... It, okay. Yeah. It's new age... Maybe you could bring it back and say, look, guys, this is how you want. This is how you can survive um, is if you just have salty sea soup and water, of course, because you need the water to survive. That's like. Well, you you put in a little bit of like a nori, you know, some like seaweed wrap in there or something. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know, a little sriracha. It's probably pretty good. Okay, well, now we're adding some actual nutrients, so I could see, you know, people striving on that, maybe. I don't know. But anyways. Eating like kings. Yeah, exactly. Dude. What? So, uh, you confirmed he bought that um, thing from Amazon, right? So, he... Well, um, I don't know if he did or not, but (laughs) I assume so. (laughs) Have you seen the new Amazon store? Actually, I don't think they had Amazon then. How long ago was this? Um, I'll find out. Because they... Because this was, like, back before they had cell phones. <laughs> wow. You're really uh, back in the archives, huh? Well, that's when he did his show. Because he was, um, oh, what is it called? Lost at Sea. Survivor Man Lost at Sea. Because that's when people cared about going outside. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, I mean, all these people are out doing active, adventurous stuff. Not sitting inside on their computers. So they need to know how to survive if they get lost. It was in 2005. 
so they had cell phones obviously i was i i was joking about that really but it's because he recorded on actual like camcorders and stuff it wasn't like he had a gopro or anything it was like he actually had to carry real cameras around that wasn't uh that was around the time like lost was coming out right perfect timing yeah that is kind of perfect timing very true it's very in vogue <laughs> so uh, did you have you tried the new amazon store is what i'm getting at what do you mean the it's new, my roundabout way of a segue the new amazon store the mean? new amazon store what does that mean is there a new one like online no where Dude, new online store that's so old school <laughs> This is this is a store in reality. Can you believe that? Reality. It's like actually, yeah. It's like it's like a store that you can actually go to, and they actually there's like they have these uh, things. They're like planks of wood um, that uh, are along the wall, and they set the items on them, and you can just see them in like in the real world. What? This is blowing my mind. Oh. Have I lost you? No. Is this is this at Mall at Millennia? It is. I've just Googled it. That's the only reason I know. Oh, well, that's cheating. I did not know that this was a thing. Have yeah. You, have you been? I just went. Oh, really? What's it like? It looks like a um, farm snowball. Well, <laughs> well, apparently it's a lot like, uh, I guess it's pretty much the front page of Amazon, I would say, I guess, because it's all like their four star and above items. Okay. So it's basically all stuff that gets pretty good reviews, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, obviously being facetious about the futuristicness of it <laughs> it's uh another mall store but i don't know it's like um what was that old technology store that they always used to have in malls it was like fye or something uh, for your entertainment i think that's what it's called oh that's you know you remember those vaguely. it was like a it was like a mini best buy or like a cooler radio shack oh like a sharper image um kind of but a little more like I don't know. Like you go there to like get Walkmans or like CD players or something. But I really haven't been in one since those were a thing. So they've held on. I don't know. Do they still exist? But uh, anyways, it's kind of like. Yes. Yes. I know what you're talking about. But I thought that was mostly music. It's kind of like a new age. Like, yeah, I I guess it's closer to like Sharper Image though. The um, I I was saying no to uh fye but as far as like the amazon store goes yeah i would say it's pretty close to um a sharper image i guess but it's like as sharper image i'm always kind of like in between on the value of what i'm getting oh yeah whereas like a lot of the stuff on the in the amazon store they're actually stuff that i like have seen and been like oh that's a cheap version of like whatever like yeah a cheap backpack or something and like when last time i was looking up like bags i was like oh that like i saw a selection of them and i'm like huh i wonder like you're trying to visualize how these would actually look in the real world and stuff oh, so it's and then like some yeah. of, some of them are in there and i'm like oh there's the bag i remember seeing this and yeah it's actually like a big bag well that's kind of smart marketing but it does say that it's called amazon four star that's the name of the store yeah so it's four stars and above top seller and new and trending items on amazon.com so is yep. a lot of it Amazon products? Like, are they? They have a lot of Amazon Amazon basics there, yeah. which actually is kind of funny because they have a unique problem where they have really like good products and stuff. Okay. Uh, the Amazon basics line, however, they've completely designed their packaging to be super minimal mm-hmm. and like it's basically already in a shipping box. <laughs> 
right? Like right. if you've ever gotten a Amazon Basics thing, it's like a cardboard box with a little <laughs> sticker on it that's just like Amazon Basics, like whatever, like HDMI cable right? or whatever. Like there's no like, it's nothing interesting to see in a store. <laughs> Okay. So like you go and there's like, like there'll be oh, like a couple like nice items like the uh, what are those like rubberized mats they use for cooking like the slip mats yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. and then there will be like a couple of nice ones and like flashy packaging and then there's just like a bleh, like brown <laughs> box like one that's boring. just like <laughs> doesn't have the wow factor <laughs> yeah it, it feels weird it's like oh this is like somebody brought this out from the stock room or something right <laughs> huh they they need like a show box or something they do. So why is, is it, so is everything in packaging or do they have any items sitting out saying like, this um, yeah, is... it's like a, it's kind of a mixture. So you can, uh, I guess some of the most interesting areas are like the, um, well, I was talking about the bags, but also the like kitchenware area and the technology area. Hmm. It's just kind of like, you know, they'll have a stand mixer out there. Or they'll have like a cutting board or something. Um, and then you can actually like pick up like the big bowls or what have you. Um, yeah, it's kind of cool. Maybe I'll check it out soon. I it's kind of funny though. Like, town, though, it's so far away. Yeah, you never think like something like that would be useful though in this new mm-hmm. online shopping era. But True. to be honest, I find myself in the mall from time to time, and whenever I'm in there, I'm like, man, I could always just find this stuff on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. But then I'm in Amazon. Like I can literally walk to Amazon. I wonder if there's like, like a price yeah, markup, or if it's actually cheaper to buy it in the store, or if it's just the same price. That's a good question. I should have looked it up. Um, I think. Like, for the bag, I think I remember the price. I think it's all the same. Mm-hmm. you think there'd be a price marked down because they don't have to ship it to you. Right. But, I mean, like, for Amazon Prime members who get oh. free shipping anyway. Yeah, I saw a thing. I didn't buy anything there. I was just an interesting concept. But I think there was, uh, like, a member's price, essentially. Like, so if you have your Amazon oh. Prime membership, you can get a discount. Cool. Even better. Yeah. Right now, now, I can shop at Whole Foods and True. the Amazon store. Speaking of Amazon, today is Amazon Day. <laughs> the rainforest or the store? <laughs> I'm sorry, not Amazon Day. Prime Day. Prime Day deals. So like today. Today? I don't know if it goes longer, but it's always called Prime Day. I guess it's only a day. I don't know. but I'm surprised Amazon is a blast in my ear off about it. Basically, like if you have Prime, they have like a ton of sales today. So, mm-hmm. But they're only on certain items. They're not like everything is on sale. It's like. Yeah, like street, there's like deals, special deals. Yeah. But I feel like they have that all the time. So I don't really know what the day, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they have amazing deals on like their own stuff, like the basics and the, uh, mm-hmm. like they have some crazy good deals on like, I remember that's the first re- time I got like an Echo was it was just so cheap. Like one of the days, um, it was like 40 bucks or something when, and that's back when this was like, they were pretty new and I was like, well, why not? Yeah. <laughs> like it's so cheap. And um, also, I remember I bought like a Amazon Fire tablet, which I I was like, why would I ever get a tablet specialized for e-reading? But honestly, I, I enjoy pretty like it's a pretty good product because I feel like it's one of the few tablets um, that feel like really light. Like they really went for like the ultra light effect with it, which mm-hmm. I feel like is exactly what you want in an e-reader because almost always when you're using that, you're like laying in bed or something and your arms get tired from like holding the yeah book like it's honestly lighter than a book though like some books that i've held that's nice. so yeah it's really I've nice i always wanted um, to get an e-reader and i've been looking at kindle because kindle has some but is it like a kindle yeah kindle fire that's what i have oh okay and you like it yeah because yeah. i have kindle on my phone which is how i read a lot of books 
but oh yeah if you're in that service especially if you have like audible or the like uh, kindle unlimited yeah like, it integrates with all that and so i was like but i don't know what if it's that big of a difference between just reading it on my phone or reading it on a kindle but everybody keeps saying no no, no you need to get the kindle fire tablet because it's like way better but i don't really understand why like why what would be the difference between me reading it on my phone other than it being a little bit bigger obviously and probably a yeah. lot lighter but um, well, I mean, on your phone, obviously, phones are pretty light, um, but probably it would probably be about the same weight as like your tiny phone, but as a big screen. And then, I mean, obviously, it's meant for that. So it has like lots of options like the uh, dark reader mode where um, like if you're if it's nighttime, it'll put that like orange filter over it to keep the blue light out. Right. Or like you can also have like full on dark mode if you're into that. Um, and then obviously um you know just the bigger screen and easy access to a whole library of books like as soon as you turn on the screen it shows you everything you're reading and whatnot true speaking of reading i've been reading a lot lately i'd say oh wow taking use of your uh, pandemic time i guess so but eh, not really (laughs) just (laughs) coincidentally (laughs) coincidentally i've just been um reading more and i have have you been reading? I don't really consider you, not, not that I don't consider you a reader, but I never really knew you as to be a reader, but you read, apparently. You have a Kindle, so. Oh, well, I don't actually know how to read, but <laughs> um, I, I set, set it up in front of myself and I pretend. <laughs> it impresses my fiance, so. That's awesome. Well, yep. more power to you. That- I just go, wow, <laughs> plot twist, huh. <laughs> and she buys it. She's like, oh, look at him. He's really coming <laughs> along with his reading skills. Um, his literacy is really uh, advanced. <laughs> well, I just mean we've never talked about books before. We, like we've never recommended each other. I mean, you've never recommended any books. So I I'm... can't imagine we have a huge cross section, but <laughs> let's go for it. <laughs> That's true. We probably just like different different kind of books. But anyway, I've been reading the books that I've really liked are, um, well, for self-help books, The Compound Effect. Um, I know this is a really old book, and a lot of people have already read it, probably. It's very popular, I guess, with among, like, business and self-help and all that. But I just read it for the first time, and I highly recommend it. It's very good. I, what was it? It's called... What's the name? Compound Effect. Compound Effect. Yeah. Okay. The Compound Effect. And I can't remember who wrote it, but I probably should shout out whoever did. Um, but... I even recommended it for children to listen to. <laughs> well, like children, <laughs> like maybe six and over, like six and older, like maybe between like six and well, older. I mean, I mean, adults are whatever. So all the way. Um, mainly because way. it's pretty simple, through. like concepts. Um, most kids could at least understand the general concept, but more specifically <laughs> for kids who have like behavioral problems and things because... It really helps lay out why it's bad to have bad habits and bad behaviors and bad, <laughs> okay. like, and it kind of helps show Listen, you. Listen, you're bad yeah, and this like, is why. you're horrible and you need to change. So I bought you this book and it's, uh, you know, but they have it on Audible. So it's, that's what I meant, like having a kid listen to it versus reading it, obviously, because I don't think the reading level <laughs> is, is there. But um, I don't know. I just felt like it had a lot of really good points that sometimes parents have a hard time uh, articulating in a way that makes sense for because kids really need or at least maybe not just kids but people like me who who 
need to understand why in order to comply, if that makes sense. Like I have to have a logical, that was me and math. logical reason to conform, basically. Um, you and math, what does that mean? I feel like a lot of the way math is uh, taught in public schools, yeah. at least when I was there, oh. is just very much like, um, so learn this function. And it's like, but why? And it's like, well, because then you can, uh, next year we can teach you this other function. It's like, but why? Where does this lead? Where am I going to? And they're like, trust us. I'm like, trust you with what? Like, like where is this going to end up? And I feel like I never really... Just trust me. I don't know. Got the answer to a lot of that. Like, my favorite maths are ones that are very like directly applicable to the real world like geometry chemistry that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. like i was good at those because it was like oh okay this has a direct effect upon the world or like a direct effect in understanding the world yeah but otherwise it's like i don't know like the algebra and calculus and stuff it's like well okay yeah i'm like doing a physics model i guess right i can see that yeah i mean i had a weird time with math in the sense that Obviously, I was better. Usually, you're better at one or the other. I was better at um, algebra than geometry, but obviously, geometry is more uh, practical for the world versus algebra. <laughs> so that was a shame for me, but you know, whatever. So whoopsie. Yeah, the compound effects author was Darren Hardy. So shout out to him. And then the second, like. Uh, self-help kind of book it's more of like a positivity and everything it's called think like a monk and that's by jay shetty and that just recently came out so like it's pretty popular right now a lot of people are reading it because it's the new thing to read because i don't know oh it's hip i just realized because i was reading it and i was recommending it to people and they're like oh my gosh i'm reading that too i'm reading that too and then it just blew well, this up this is like when you uh watch something on netflix and everyone's like everybody's watching i know it. i was like oh okay sorry didn't know but um yeah and i i really also again i feel like kids could also benefit from this book too because it's very um so you read children's books <laughs> no i just think because i'm like oh this like it's really helping me out to be a better person but a lot of times i have like when i say parents i mean me <laughs> too because like as a teacher and therapist for kids like i have a hard time sometimes articulating the reasons behind why we're asking things of them and so it helps me find the um the words and the vocabulary to explain like this is why we need to be good people be kind not only to other people but to ourselves and you know so it's all right kid this is what a society is and (laughs) you better buck up and fall in line that's right Yeah, but it's a very it's a very good book. It's a very good like way to look at the world, I guess. Um, it's called Think Like a Monk, and there's a lot of interesting perspectives in there. So, so how should I conform according to you, yeah. uh, Dan Don, previous book, The Compression? Oh, thing. the compound effect. Compound effect. Yes, his Darren Hardy. Why should I conform? Okay, well, he's not necessarily saying com- to conform, but he's saying like. Your habits, even the smallest little habits that you have throughout the day, even like in a, in a moment, they compound over time. So it like you could take something so basic like losing weight, for example. But like if you change, say, one small thing, like you stop drinking soda or one small thing like you have mustard on your sandwich instead of mayonnaise, 
you're not going to see any change for probably like a couple years. But in reality, it there is change. It's just happening at a slow rate. But after like five years, you're going to look back and say, wow, I've, you know, made a huge change. Like there's been a big change. But sometimes you don't recognize it because it's such a slow development, but it's still important because it leads to positive differences or negative differences. If like, let's say you do something bad, like you eat, you know, French fries with every meal instead of something else. And then, you know, you might not see a big change short term, but long term, it's going to decrease your health and, you know, your lifestyle. So it'll pay off in a couple of years. Sounds like the (laughs) kind of uh, payout a kid could get behind. Yeah, right. (laughs) But that's just like the minute, the micro change. But like, obviously, it also relates to big change. So if you make bigger changes uh, more often, then you're going to see progress shorter term. Um, So but like as a kid, you have to develop habits and things that will set you up for success, you know, for the goals that you want. So you also have to find why why you want things, why you what kind of world you want to live in, what what's your ultimate goal, and then from there make changes in your life to basically help your future self. So it can even be from like now to an hour from now. So like let's say in an hour from now you want to play video games. So right now you have to make changes in order to wrap up this podcast all right see you later guys <laughs> yeah so yeah make little changes to help your future self anyways it's really powerful it's a good book i recommend it so how does thinking like a monk tie into this oh, well that's just a separate book but think like a monk is like oh gosh there's just so many good gems in that book it talks about um obviously like mindfulness and being intentional and um just being a good person overall but very in very uh meaningful ways i guess but also to basically there's two forms of thought there's the monkey brain and the monk brain and the monkey brain wants (laughs) things now they want they want instant gratification they want they want basically and the monk mind pure hedonism exactly it's like crazy town um so, and then obviously the, the monk mind is just more um, controlled and realizes that everything that they do, should they should do out of purpose and like gratitude and meaning. So like, even if it's like this moment right now where we're talking on this podcast, we can sit here and say, I'm super grateful to be here talking on this podcast with my brother because nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow. And at this moment, I've been given a gift and this gift, and it basically turns your life into, it romanticizes your life into a way that you could never be down necessarily. Well, you can, obviously we're human, but it takes, it helps (laughs) you to sort of like make the best out of everything in your life. So even when- Your lowest, the lowest point you'll ever hit in your life is still pretty good. Yeah, basically. Um, and he does address like areas of where that could be struggle that could be a struggle like if you've experienced a loss or some major trauma or things like that and how to to set your mind up for success in those times too so um yeah so I don't know it's just he gives a lot of good tips and tricks for just appreciating life a little bit more so yeah, those are two. And then I also read two sort of like 
um, eh, I wouldn't say haunting books. I mean, they were more like mystery, mystery, intrigue, like books. Because I was trying to lead up. Are they like those uh, kitschy uh, murder in the midnight train? (laughs) No, (gasps) kind of. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe, but just not quite so. uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Like daytime soap opera. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if I would recommend those necessarily. So those are your uh, guilty pleasures, <laughs> if you will. Well, I like um, mysteries. Like I like to try to say like, you know, oh, I wonder what really happened. Who did this? Like that kind of stuff. Because And that's the kind of games I like too. Because I like to have some kind of like puzzle to figure out or, uh, you know, mystery. Like I like playing Sherlock. And oh, we played... Among Us, that's been really popular lately. Oh my god, you're in the zeitgeist? I am. I've played it a couple times now, and gotta say, it's... Oh my god, you're like a more, uh, you're memeier than me lately. <laughs> Look at this. Following the trends, baby. You gotta say what? What do you think? I like it. What do you think of Among Us? I like it. Here's the here's the only problem I have. You like being a conniving little No, traitor? I never got to be the imposter. What? I know. I never got picked. It's random, but I never got the, the game's like, you're too sweet and get I out of here. I think so. <laughs> Everybody was so nice to me when we played because we had like 10 <laughs> people or more. Well, I guess it knows it was capped at 10. So we always had about 10 people. And yeah, like whenever there was an imposter, <laughs> I think only one time and we played a lot of times. Only one time did somebody say, well, Lisa was kind of running around and it didn't look like she had anything to do it's like i'm so sorry but uh, <laughs> she was there and oh god i'm so sorry but you're the murderer i know but then they said they did they were like but so but this other person looked kind of suspicious too so i don't know and i definitely wasn't the imposter because i never was but never am. um obviously i'm just like so good i'm just never that's when you try and build up that reputation exactly like, i'm I was just like, the maybe, person who's never the imposter maybe this what is a good, good thing this is like a good t- tactic to just stay under the radar that's been my, my whole life basically that has been that it just like explains me to a t i'm so under the radar that nobody really notices me so everybody underestimates me and i could just do whatever i want <laughs> so anyways that's freedom yeah freedom that's freedom by obscurity that's my life but in a nutshell um but it was fun it was kind of uh the only thing is it's pretty repetitive so we played a lot of games and by you know a certain point i was like okay guys i'm ready to go I'm, I'm, i was playing with i'm done fixing comms i think i'm gonna go to bed <laughs> yeah especially because i was always a crewmate or whatever and i was just the same thing over and over but um, I was playing with Twitch streamers, and so... Wow, you're so cool. <laughs> no, but... You're, like, so, I just like... got invited, so... But, um, because I needed extra people. But, um, you know, like, because they're streamers, they're used to, like, marathon gaming. They, like, stream right. for, for, like, four or five hours at a time. And I can't do that. I can't do anything for more than an hour. An hour is a really long time for me to sit and do one thing for... An hour is an instant in gaming. Right, exactly. So for me... Two hours minimum. I was like... And we played for probably like three hours by the time I was like, I guys, like this is fun. But, you know, I got to step off for a while because I just can't sit here anymore. Um, but it, <laughs> I just I can't I can't take it. I'm stuck in this spaceship with all you but it was fun. all you liars. 
Yeah, but it really was fun. And I, I was glad that I did it. And then they played again, I think the next weekend or something. And, um, but they had a new group of people. So I was like, okay, well, if you need me, let me know, but I'll be like a standby person. Um, yeah. So I think it's becoming How dare you a do normal, that to yourself? like weekend thing now though, but it actually was pretty fun. And I recommended it to some other people to play because it's like a good way to play with people who, if you're social distancing i feel like <laughs> it's like a very what do you mean why specifically this game though well because it's um it's kind of like a board game and a lot of people don't like i'm talking about like people who don't normally play video games or play online games i feel like this would be a good uh introductory game to play because they lo- like if they like playing board games and regular games like they would like this game i don't know it just seems less of a video game and more of like a interactive board game so cool yeah um what is that uh other game that's uh in vogue right now you'd probably know more than me um well it's they have one that's out right now that everybody's playing and it's a scary game uh oh you're talking about fall guy we talking about fall guy oh i was no i was i was with you it was a phantasma or something yeah that's it wait i think it's the one where you're like ghost hunter yeah that that game reminds me so much of um, another game where it was like this. <laughs> I want to say it's like a really crap game, but it was just kind of like it had an interesting concept where you were like uh, somebody who hunted Bigfoot. Oh, really? And it, it, it's just kind of funny because both of these just seem like uh, shows that would be on like the Discovery Channel at, at like 3 a.m. <laughs> oh, really? And they're just so similar. Oh. Um, no, it's called F- Phantasm. Is that right? phantasm sure yeah i think that's it phantasm um so there's that uh, and then there's oh phantasmal no it's phantasm p-h-a-n-t-a-s-m okay. seems like i'll go with you seems like but yeah so there's that and then there's fall guy or fall guys that everybody's playing i know there's like so many crazy games uh taking the leaderboards right now i feel kind of bad for uh fortnite they were like <laughs> kings for so yeah, long well that was about time they got dethroned um now how is epic gonna win their lawsuit (laughs) i don't know but i was really shocked by fall guys because everybody was talking about it for so long and then and i don't know why and maybe it's because um it's so close to fallout you know like the game fallout it sounds the same so in my Mm -hmm. mind i was thinking it was like that where it was like a dark um kind of first person shooter kind of game like i was just imagining it like that and then I was watching a stream totally and is. somebody was playing this game and I was like, I was like, oh, they're so cute. Like there are these little characters running around and try, trying to like survive and get through this thing. And I was like, what is this called? And I'm like, it's Fall Guys. Like, hello. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is like Somebody's Candy like, Crush. Oh my gosh. You don't know. I know. I felt so dumb. But um, yeah. So if anybody doesn't know, like me, like I didn't know, it's basically... Um, like these little characters that look like Shopkins, if you know what Shopkins are, or like can like what are Shopkins. I feel like they look like Shopkins characters. Where are they? And then you look them up. And or they could be like um, little Animal Crossing characters, or like little cute little bubbly animated characters. And I could see them looking like Shopkins. Yeah, right. They it's and it's like a, that and a cross between what is it called? that show where you have to you do little events and you try not to get 
kicked it off. It's like a, it's like a wipeout. Yeah, wipeout. I was trying to think of the name of it, but <laughs> it's like that. It's like a little game. But but then there's like a whole horde of you guys, and it's played online with a bunch of different people, and then everybody's trying to rush through this obstacle basically and try to get to the end and not die. And by die, I mean... Not eat it, as they say. Yeah, but die meaning, like, falling off of the balancing thing or getting Into getting slime. knocked off. Yeah. Um, so you're trying to make it all the way to the end. And then every if, if you make it to the end and you go to another level and eventually you weed out a bunch of people and then I guess there's two people left. I don't know. I never, get, I never watched that far to see how far it actually <laughs> goes. Eventually, but. once there's not enough players, um, it just defaults to, like, I guess you'd call it, like, the final game. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's essentially an elimination game where only one person can win it. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it seems interesting. But for me, it was, like, that's, like, so much anxiety. I'd be so... I'd just be going through, like, ah, ah, <laughs> ah, 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 the whole time. Like, <laughs> worrying. It's part of the fun. I guess so. So, Get, anyway. get wildin'. Yeah. But speaking of, like, speaking of, what are they called? Events, I guess. Um, People? No, just Things? events. I found this girl on Instagram. Actually, I found her on TikTok. And then I followed her on Instagram because I just, I'm on Instagram more. So, and anyway, she is an archer. So she does archery and she's like super skilled at it. Like really good. And it just made <laughs> me want to get into archery. Like I'm like because i was pretty good at it when i was younger when i went to camp and mm-hmm. i hated every other thing that they taught us but archery was so fun so <laughs> i'm just thinking maybe i'm just wanting to live that relive the glory relive days. that the glory days yeah um and part of the reason but it's so great when you see somebody who is like so good at something like their craft and you're like oh i know i want to be that exactly and i don't necessarily want to be at her level because she's crazy good but I just want to be able to hit a target and get a bullseye. I'd be okay with that. And then I'll move on to something else. This is my problem, though. Like, I want to do so many things. I have this long list of things that I want to get decent at and just try. Like, I also want to play pickleball. I want to play tennis. I want to play um, this archery or try this archery thing. And then I have tons of things in business I want to do. And I'm like, I just need to stop wanting to do things so that I actually do something and get good at it. That So that's my fatal flaw is I just have way too many interests and things I want to do. Yeah, <laughs> like, I've gotten it's kind of helped me a little bit to get a little more structured in my um, in my note taking, oddly enough. Like I've uh, gotten a little more structure in the way I like categorize and like store information. And it's really helped with prioritizing and getting certain things out of my mind because, like, I have the same sort of thing where I'll get this vortex of different things that I want to do and, like, get ideas for other things. Like, they start to mix in, but then I'm, like, still trying to keep in my mind that other thing I wanted to do until I have, like, nine things in my head that I'm, like, oh, that's a project I got to do. Like, I'll start that tomorrow. And then it's, like, but I have nine things that I want to start tomorrow, apparently. Yes, it's overwhelming. And then just kind of, like... Just kind of like writing it all down and especially like when I find like materials and stuff that are like good ideas and like articles about how I go about doing certain things a certain way or something like I can put that all like structured in a note and then feel like I can uh, confidently like place that somewhere where I'll remember it. And it's all like neatly categorized and everything. So I can be like, okay, if I ever uh, am sitting down to do this project, like I'll just open this note and I'll have like 
all that information available and then it's like i it feels like i give myself the okay to just kind of like flush that in my head yeah and then it's kind of nice because eventually you just get to the point where you have a nice way of looking at the projects like it's easy to flip through them and see the projects that have the most material and like the most what would you say like blanks filled in whereas like some of the other ones you look at might not have as much and then you can easily like gauge which things on this list could be done the easiest and the quickest and then obviously you kind of mix in a little bit of your yeah but what do i actually care about doing and then you can pretty easily and uh nicely come to like what am i going to do this weekend and like realize the project that's right for right now yeah like prioritizing a little bit and also um consolidating everything and breaking it down into smaller steps so that when you do actually want to execute it you're kind of like okay now i have sort of a plan of how i want to do this and not so it's not so overwhelming Mm-hmm. and a history if you fail or you like end up not like liking a project or you want to revisit it you know what you did before and you have all the steps and all the information you had originally and then you can like make uh informed decisions about like what a d- another direction you want to go or like the next step yeah i love that do you have a specific notes program or do you just use like excel or something like that um I have, uh, I honestly have just been using a development tool that I uh, use for programming. It's, but it's just a text editor Hmm. um, called VS Code. Um, But it's kind of, it works a little bit like, uh, like Google Chrome and the way that it has extensions. So you can add uh, like different functionality to it. Um, Like its primary purpose is just to open windows to type in, but uh, you can, there's all sorts of uh, extensions. Most of them are uh geared towards programming obviously because it's a development tool but um there i've just honestly been taking most of my notes in markdown which is a uh very simple way to store uh text that is formatted for human readability so it's essentially like imagine if you were taking your notes in notepad just raw text um and you wanted to just sprinkle in a little bit of the ability to like put something in bold or uh italics or make a header or something like that like just enough little bits of formatting to like make it more readable and not just like a block of text Mm, okay um and then that doesn't that keeps it uh really agnostic because you can uh access that data anywhere like anything can read raw text so um the whole kind of point i guess is to not have a program that i'm tied to uh, um, I know a lot of people that follow this kind of mentality use um, a new software that just came up uh, called Obsidian, which is all about like using uh, Markdown to keep your notes kind of like uh, agnostic to the platform. Um, but also I know a lot of people that use uh, that type of note taking system, like um, using kind of like a Zettelkasten system, if that uh, <laughs> means anything to anybody out there. <laughs> Um, so we're all, but it's basically all just you, uh, uh, wanting to take notes and you're not a complete nerd um do you have anything for them well i was gonna say the uh more like normal i would say like approachable uh things are rome research has a application that a lot of people use that uh it just kind of like puts it into much more neater user interface and it's kind of designed for formalizing research and making uh researching things easier What's it um, called so again? you kind of like link notes together and what you'd think of as like a you're kind of your own personal wikipedia that's awesome so. that's what i want what is that one called say it again rome research rome research 
there's also another one um i forget what it's called notion notion is what it's called notion okay yeah and it's similar um i know that rome has a paid option i don't know if that's only paid i'm pretty sure uh no uh notion is free okay well i just looked up obsidian because i have heard of that before um it says it's a second brain for you forever so that's pretty intriguing um, <laughs> they have a really neat uh, option because like as I was saying where uh, it's kind of like building your own personal Wikipedia they have a really cool option where uh, the heart of the idea behind um, that crazy word that I used before uh, called Zettelkasten is that you create links between all your notes so you say like this note like if you get to a point where you're like okay this pertains to something else the same way there might be a link um, on a word in a Wikipedia page that would take you to another Wikipedia page and you can like follow that rabbit hole all the way down. You can like link something and say this pertains to this other note. And it doesn't really uh... have to be any more specific than that. It can just be like pointing at that other note. But it's a nice way to be like, hmm. to almost create like categories and ideas and stuff that like branch out and link into other things. So you, you could be talking about something you did that day in like a journal, like a page that you created to be like, this is a journal for this day. And then you can be like, well, I was... uh you know, doing this and I was listening to this new playlist I really like and then you can like link that to your music yeah. note or something and then that can like link to a more specific use- music note or something like a, I was listening to a, uh, you know, like a retro pop station or something and then like you can link specifically to like retro pop if you have that as a specific note um, or if not, it can like link up to the like main music page or something and if you're ever on the music page and you're like, oh man, I'm thinking of like, what are some in stations I've enjoyed in the past or something. And there's just that little link back to that other journal entry that you have that's like, oh, I was listening to this and really enjoying it. That's really cool. Is there a specific, which one of those does that? Um, they're all, they all have like a little bit of that. Um, but mainly uh, what I was getting at was the well, Obsidian has this really cool future well. where you can click on um, the, I think they call it the graph view. And it shows a web, like a literal, like you can, it's like a 3D model almost. Well, I guess it's in 2D, but it's literally just like a bunch of nodes um, that are, that represent each of your notes and they're all connected by strings to each other. Like some kind of like crazy, uh, insane person on a cork board with thread strings tying everything together. It actually makes me very happy. I I mean, (laughs) to be able to. It's really cool. Yeah. And you can like drag the nodes around and stuff and like reorder, reorder them to like, uh, like kind of if you're trying to figure out how things connect to each other and like uh like if you say if you like zoom in on the music section you can like uh order them around so you can be like okay let me see this uh fractals out into um looking at uh death metal and then like oh i have a lot of nodes for death metal and like what are all these nodes below death metal oh there's all these awesome bands that i have notes about or something i wonder if that would be overwhelming like to see like follow that down or if like you would it would it would get you onto all these tangents you don't really want to go down is it kind of like our <laughs> podcast, but for... <laughs> yeah, it's it's honestly like, it starts to feel like you have that, um, you know that game that people play on Wikipedia? Uh, it's like, uh, how many degrees to whatever else? Yeah. So you can, the game is like, you go to, for the uninitiated, you go to Wikipedia, a random Wikipedia page, and then you th- uh, agree on some random other, um, you and a friend, and then you agree on some other... Uh, random topic that seems completely unrelated like you can be like go to the wikipedia page on oranges yeah and then now get to the uh, wikipedia page on kevin bacon (laughs) and it's like you see how many clicks it takes without searching in the search bar but just following the links within the page how little clicks can you go before you get to kevin bacon oh okay 
like you get to that wikipedia page because it's like it just shows you how everything in wikipedia is like interconnected okay. like there's always a path through just like yeah it's true following the, kind of the like, links within an article world thing it's like there's always some connection if you go far enough yeah yeah and then so it's just kind of nice because it's like it becomes a wikipedia that's like based around your pattern of thinking rather than just like raw information or like how the world has put together data or you know obviously wikipedia also can just get so vast and at times even not very specific to like information that you're interested in and like the research that you've done so yeah it's cool to like find like articles that you've looked up and you've connected with and then you have the link right there to like that article and then uh if you're following the Zettelkasten method, um, you're supposed to also uh, record like your thoughts and almost like a in your own words summary of the uh, idea so that you can kind of like instantly just by like grazing over a paragraph, like put your mind back in that mindset of like having read that and without even having to like reread a whole article about it. Well, I feel like I'm trying to decide. I feel like it would either be exactly what I need or it would be <laughs> the complete a complete disaster. <laughs> I wonder because <laughs> one of the yeah, two. Yeah, one of the two. My brain as a, as a whole is very disorganized. It's very hard for me to navigate, and and that I think that's why my recall is so horrible because it's like there's tons of stuff in there, but it's very disorganized, and I don't know where to go to find things. And so I feel like this could potentially help me a ton by like if I just mm-hmm. type everything down or write everything down. And then I could just search for it really quickly and say, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking of that relates to this business idea or whatever. But then again, I'm also very distracted. So I think, oh, well, if I start going down there, then I'm going to end up over here and I'm going to end up over here and then I'm going to lose track of my original <laughs> process that I was trying to achieve. <laughs> um Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it'll bring you to like a core idea that's maybe more important true, than what you originally searched that for. That I also might have forgotten and I either ever did. Um, but yeah, that was another thing I was going to say is that I do take tons of notes on my, just my notes app on my phone. And it does have a search uh, feature, but there's so many times where I'm like, I know I wrote this down somewhere, but I don't remember where and I don't, I don't know like basically exactly what you're saying is like if I'm able to search a certain thing, I'll be able to find it or find something related to it and then be able to find it eventually. Whereas yeah. in this way, I just have like tons and tons of like words. And, I, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, I, I it gets overwhelming because all I see is words. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know there's something like, important. What date did I write yeah. This and I don't know like when... What, when I wrote it or I, maybe I just need to be more organized too, but, um, what do you use currently? Just the notes app on my phone. Mm-hmm. And I do have two. I have three different, technically three different notes. I have a, um, I have a, like reminders, which has subfolders and all that. Then I have notes, which is just like, no, like there's no organization whatsoever. And then I have a notebook, which is more for like journaling and writing. But mm-hmm. um, the notes is where I put all my ideas and my thoughts. And like, if I want to remember something, um, and I, it's kind of organized. I mean, I have like, like section, like different, um, pages for different topics, I guess, but I don't know. It's, it's sometimes it can be hard to find something, especially if I don't really yeah. know what I'm, if I can't remember the specific search terms, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. This is nice because it, uh, you can at least get close or you can even like create things like tags and stuff that 
uh, make them easily searchable. Yeah. But also, like the programs I mentioned have really great search functionality as well. If even if they're there's like some mini school phrase that seems to be the only thing that you can remember. <laughs> like if you're searching for a song or something and you're like, I don't know, I just know the opening words of the lyrics. If you've ever written that down, I should probably be able to find right. it. But. but I also like this because it's kind of like you said, like a brainstorm map where it's like a web of ideas and stuff. So if you open yeah. that up, you're more likely to be triggered to a, a direction. Whereas like if you just open up notes and say search and it's like, okay, well, I don't really know where to to begin, but if you see like a bunch of different potential search topics, you're like, oh yeah, that I could search through that or whatever. And what's fun is um, this was actually originally designed um, like uh, before it was designed to be basically uh, done with pen and paper. So you can like basically do this in a note card system where you uh, kind of like a Dewey Decimal System, like keep everything, uh, like each of your note cards, like in a referential order, and then you can theoretically, like actually do it on paper and have them like reference each other's note cards and stuff, and like it points to, uh, like look at note card eight uh, B or something. Yeah. But yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's a it's a really cool system, and I would say before I kind of used, uh, I was using, I didn't really use notes that hardcore before but i'd say i'd use a uh, one note which is a really cool application it's got a lot going for it um i tried one biggest note. downside in my opinion is just it's uh kind of almost seems confused in what it wants to be it, like there's a lot of uh versions of it like there's a windows 10 version there's like a windows office version there's like the app version and they're all a little bit different have different feature sets and weird stuff mm-hmm. um that's kind of the annoying thing but other than that it has a ton of functionality like even just being able to like write anywhere on the page like you don't necessarily have to like oh, uh, yeah. start typing at the top like you can just like start uh like writing and i mean writing like you could take like a stylus if you have like a tablet or something and write, draw and like write in hand yes. written i have tried uh, calligraphy before and i don't know why i didn't like it but i did feel like it wasn't um structured enough i think for me like i was like I could really see myself being messy with this and it not being Well, yeah, that's, that was kind of uh, one of the things I was going to say. Like, uh, it was definitely a situation where I ended up finding myself, like, nesting things. And it uh, honestly comes with a auto- automatic amount of nesting. Like, things are automatically, it, from your inception, like, as soon as you load up OneNote, it's like, okay, you're in a notebook and uh, this is your uh, workbook. And there's, like, pages in this workbook. And then, like, you could create folders and subfolders for those pages. And, like, it gets kind of wild. And something I really like about the Zettelkasten system uh, and just this kind of, like, wiki style is that it's all flat like by its nature you shouldn't really uh like put them into folders and subfolders as such um really they're linking together like makes them like linked ideas and like presents their structure in that way rather than having them like nested away in some kind of like arbitrary uh like amount of folders deep and it's just kind of like they should all really be on the same level uh the only exceptions i really have to that is i do kind of separate out stuff for work just so like it's not mixed in with uh my like regular stuff and um also i have two folders one for um persistent ideas and one for uh what i call fleeting ideas which are like um basically fleeting are the i write down as i absorb information into fleeting and then within like 24 hours you're supposed to take that 
those fleeting ideas and like transform them into persistent ideas. That's interesting. You actually go back and look at like this kind of scratch pad more or less that you had where you're like, okay, I'm just like reading a thing and I'm typing out like what I think just as I'm reading it. And or you're in like a meeting or something and you're taking notes or you're uh, just like walking down the street and you have a good idea and you want to write it down real quick. And those kind of things like they build up in like um, I have them separated by day, but you really do it however you want. And then you're supposed to kind of go back and look at those and say, okay, now I'm going to kind of like take these and formalize them and get rid of ones that were like, oh, I didn't even need to write this down. I don't know why I did. (laughs) Um, Or like think about them in a way that's like, oh, this is how I really want to word this, like not how I originally worded it. And like then turn them into like a a persistent uh, part of like the main wiki. You're kind of editing and organizing a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and putting them into like a formalized idea because that would really slow you down if, like, in the moment you had to think, like, okay, where would this, what, what part of the note would this go to, yeah, and, and it's just like, a which rant. notes would it link to, and like all that kind of stuff. That's yeah, that's very helpful. I think for me, definitely, but for others out there who yeah. have trouble organizing their thoughts a little bit into structure. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. I, I would say the hardest thing I found found about this system. Um, is just being diligent about transferring your daily notes into like persistent notes. Right. Um, Otherwise it's or just... Or you're like fleeting stuff. Yeah. Just a madman's yeah. uh, like, <laughs> note taking. And... Well, honestly, it, worst case scenario just kind of ends up being like what, how most people take notes, I think, where they just kind of like start writing random stuff and to like a note here or there. Yeah. Uh, I actually recently learned about another program um, that's... It's not for note taking, but it's for like mapping, basically. So like if you have an idea or a problem or um, you're trying to, this is more for like I think my investigative brain why my that I was drawn to it. But kind of you're trying to solve a problem or you're trying to link something together, basically. But it it basically maps it out in like kind of like a similar form like you have here with the web. Um, but I know like a lot of lawyers use it for cases and stuff like connecting the dots, basically, or like a family mm-hmm. tree kind of situation. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was called so I could share that. But um, let me find. Lucid chart. Um, I'm just thinking of like mind mapping it's like a programs flow chart. that are popular. Um, yeah, kind of like that. But um, draw I O. So draw dot I O. Apparently, it's free. Oh. It's free. Yeah, I think I have used that for. Uh... I think we used that for, like, some uh, projects in UCF, like, when I was a student. Like, it's just a way to... We use it to, like, collaborate. Yeah. Um, on... Because there are certain things that you have to... You're supposed to create, like, flowcharts and stuff for in programming. And it just helps you kind of, like, draw it out easily. Right. Yeah. It's I've never used it, but it, the way it was being described to me, it sounded very... A good way to organize thoughts, maybe. And, but, you know, if you're into flowcharts... So, if you're into flowcharts, if, if you're that kind of person, <laughs> if you're into that, then you're calling me the nerd. <laughs> no, it's just the way that you were describing it. It's like it's like the question was. You're like, so uh, what <laughs> notes app do you like, what, use, Lisa? Like, how do you how do you write your your notes? Like, you know, on a piece of paper? Do you use an app? What? Actually, I go into the Zygo Kason and I do a VS Code and I, you know, <laughs> like that's all. But it actually <laughs> <laughs> that's all. <laughs> but it actually does do make sense code. and it's very uh i like it i think you know i think it's awesome and very good way to if you if you're somebody that has a lot of thoughts like you and me that can 
be disorganized <laughs> and you know you're not we have a lot of thoughts guys yeah, like they're they're just constant and then you never know if your thoughts per minute were on our level you, you'd understand you, you you get it you get it but if you're just like a normal thought person a notepad would probably be fine for you yeah don't get down on yourself yeah. but you know probably a plebeian option don't get overwhelmed here it's there's simpler options for, but legitimately, for simpler people <laughs> Don't be scared by my uh, crazy German word. Um, Zettelkasten is named after, I think it was an author, a uh, German author. Sounds good. Uh, it's an interesting system. There's lots of YouTube videos out there explaining it. Um, the I would say how to get started is kind of difficult. and um, But I think the there's a lot of great videos out there of the overview and the idea of kind of what I've described here, but in better detail with pictures and nice making it a lot more obvious maybe i should look into that because i feel like completely wiping my entire note system and starting fresh and clean with something wow. like this because yeah it's a problem because that's another thing is like when you have thoughts constantly and you write them down or whatever they get lost and you like completely forget that you even wrote them because you don't go then what's the point yeah exactly because i used to write everything on paper and I and it's such a good feeling to write something down, and and it is actually very therapeutic. It's far more therapeutic. Um, like research has shown that actually physically writing something is better for you as far as memory and just um, just therapeutically than doing it on electronics. Um, however, it's just not practical, and it it gets lost, and you know like. You leave it in a car, it falls out, it flies away. You know, it's like... There's actually uh, a project I've been interested in doing for a while is... Um, I even made up a markup for it and everything. But um, it was utilizing a uh, app called Rocket Book, I think. Or is Rocket Journal? Oh, I've heard of that. Um, I think... Yeah. It's, a, it's actually a product that you can buy that um, allows you to basically with your phone like scan uh the pages of this notebook that you buy and it automatically like um it has little like markers in the edge to show the camera like where to scan and it's automatically able to like yes. in pretty clear text uh and with uh, ocr and everything uh automatically like scan the page and bring it into like a pdf into your uh computer like even if you have drawings and like freehand stuff in there like it'll bring it into just like a little pdf for you yeah and i think they also allow you to edit it digitally too like you can do things with the words digitally I, f I think i've heard of this and it is yeah i think you can and one of the cool things is um they actually have um on their website they have blank templates so you can actually download the pdfs of like the um borders of the page so basically how it, it like the little tags it uses to like uh understand like okay this is a page i need to scan uh with the app and then so you can i actually drew up a, a thing where i made my own kind of uh template for it and it has like um some helpful information in the margins it has uh i prefer like the um little i don't forget what it's called but it's almost like graph paper it has like the dots rather than the lines mm -hmm. bullet journaling you know what I mean? uh, yeah yeah like bullet journaling um and it has like that kind of style and i kind of like did up my own format um and then i actually even bought some waterproof paper i was going to use and just like print it directly on there and like bind my own little book that was like a little project nice oh, i should make it you should do should that, make a note about that. And then you could take it with you like to the mountains or you know if, while you're yeah. rafting you could just write a little note yeah it's good to go yeah. and i think that uh i think rocket book uh, rocket journal i forget what it's called yeah, um, they do use um, 
they have some really cool options as well. I with, was actually uh, considering paper. They even have one that I think you can color. put the journal in the microwave and it erases everything on all the pages. Like essentially heat like erases everything on oh, the yeah? uh, pages and then you can you basically have a blank notebook again. You can go through and since everything's <gasps> yes. scanned into your phone, you don't you don't need the journal yeah, anymore. I have seen these. It's called Rocket Book. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty it cool. It is awesome. That's uh, probably like a really good invention because it's it's merging the two things that people love. It's like basically solving the problem. I love writing on paper, but I want it digitally. And you know what? I saw one of them in the Amazon store. You did? I did. It's bringing it all back around full circle. There you go. You should, Thanks for you listening, should guys. <laughs> the end. We've, got, we've gotten this far. <laughs> There's nowhere else to go. See you later. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. To be continued. Man, that was a long one. That was long. We got really into stuff, so it's okay. I love you. Bye-bye.